Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive through over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It'd be a little weird. Robbie, if Brupolo was in Holly Springs. Oh, yes, it would. Not that we don't um, the good folks in Holly Springs. I like Holly Springs. Um, been there a couple of times. Marshall Academy. Yeah. Up there. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that would be kind of weird, though. It would be weird. Well, what's not weird is you guys going to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and placing an order to be picked up and delivered to your home. And that way you can enjoy Strange Brew Coffee every single day. All you've got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Whatever kind of coffee machine sits on your front counter, they got you taken care of at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise, or I guess in some cases the black and white merchandise that you are looking for. Shop at one of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowey by the Half Shell. Or shop online at collegecornerstore.com. When you're looking for maroon and white for your home, for your car, or for yourself, put on the body. They got it at College Corner. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's preeminent. We're using that word today. Preeminent restaurant. It's a place that it's two restaurants. It's really two restaurants in one. You go there for lunch and you're getting some of the best Southern cooking you can find. And the best blue plate in town. You go there at night and you're getting, you know, Big-time fine dining, white tablecloth. I mean, there's not a lot of places that could pull that off. Restaurant Tyler does and has been doing it for a long, long time here in Starkville. And, of course, always check out the guest room if you're in that area as well. Go downstairs for one of their awesome uh, craft cocktails that you cannot get anywhere else. We got quite a bit to talk about today. I want to thank the content gods for showing up for us, Robbie. I appreciate that. I mean, just one thing after another. I'm kind of, I'm kind of scared to do this show. I, there will there will be something happen. There's no, I, well, let's let's talk about the big one because that's let's let's sort of start there and then we'll get into what has happened. But right now we are awaiting a decision by Kendall Browse. Uh, he will either be Mississippi State's offensive coordinator in the next day or so, or he won't. Uh, I feel like that's a pretty uh, pretty. I feel like I, I I can make that statement with a lot of confidence, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Um... You know, the Arkansas side of things, it started off as, you know, we're, you know, we're kind of laughing about this. There's no way to kind of, you know, I don't, I don't want to say like they're a little scared, but it, I mean, they are a little concerned. It seems mm-hmm. like uh, from the people that I've talked to, there's people that are well connected that 
earlier this morning were telling me that, you know, nobody thinks there's anything to it to now that, you know, they haven't heard anything and they're kind of nervous. But um, everything I've heard dating back to yesterday is that this is a, a serious thing. And Mississippi State is very much right in it with Kendall Browse. And I think the big sticking point right now, the big thing that is really sticking out to Kendall Browse is the fact that he's going to have the opportunity to have full control of the offense, play calling, what they do. From what I, I kind of thought that was the what that was going on anyway, but apparently Sam Pittman does have a lot of input in what they do, especially running the football. And you know, he's a guy that that likes to run it, likes to win on the line of scrimmage. I think that um, the opportunity to come to Mississippi State and have full autonomy over the offense is something that is very intriguing to him. And I think Mississippi State's going to be able to pay him pretty well, too. That's not to say that Arkansas won't because he's already making good money there. But I think right now it boils down to the fact that Mississippi State is offering him full control in this offense. He can run the offense exactly how he wants to run it. And that, you know that's that's the Arnett deal, right? That's the, that's the deal that got him to Mississippi State. That's the deal that kept him at Mississippi State. That Mike Leach uh, offered him that autonomy and that kind of control. And so Zach Arnett, you know, it, it just makes sense. It makes sense that he would be the same way. That you know, if he learned from Mike Leach, and you talked about that, and and, and preparing him to be a head coach one day, he told him he's like, look, give your coordinators that freedom, you know. And, and I agree with it. You know, if you if you trust these people enough to coordinate the offense and and hire, you trust them enough to you're going to hire them and you're going to pay them all this money. You got to trust them when it's third and one with with a you know with a game on the line to make the right call. Especially if you're a defensive coach, because what the hell do you know? You know, you know how you defend it, but you know, let your offensive coordinator go. So I like well, that. That was like you said. That was Mike Leach's yeah thought process. I mean, he wasn't a defensive coach. He, he was focused on the offensive side of the ball. He wanted his defensive coaches to have um, full control of that. And if you read uh, Leach's book, which I, I was reading on the trip, that was kind of his, you know, that, that's kind of what he wanted to do. He wanted to give coaches, you know, a, a lot of, I guess, a lot of leash, a lot of rain, a little bit. He was, he wanted to do things his way, but he gave coaches a lot of um, autonomy not full autonomy all the time, but on the defensive side, certainly. And that's how he approached his quarterbacks, too. He wanted them to be able to make those decisions. That way, if something ever comes up, like Zach Garnett taking over as head coach, you got a guy that is used to running things his way, maybe not for a full team, but at least on the defensive side of the ball, you have people that are prepared for any kind of situation that comes along. And that's what he did with his quarterbacks. That's why a lot of his quarterbacks – became great head coaches, great offensive coordinators and things like that. That's why it's been, you know, he's been such an influence across college football. So I, I think it's important to have guys on each side of the football that have a lot of rain that are able to do things their way. Um, unless you have a, you know, a head coach that just, you know, is like Mike Leach, that's his own coordinator. So I like this decision. We're going to talk more about the other side of the ball, obviously, but I like the opportunity that Mississippi State is presenting here to offensive coordinators, hey, you you can call your own shots. Now, obviously, that's not the case with one of the assistant coaches that's already been hired. That you know, I, I think that he might have he's going to have Browse or whoever gets hired is going to have some input on some of the hires. Not the case with one of the guys, but 
for the most part, this is going to be his offense. Agreed. Agreed. And, and you know, no offensive coordinator gets to hire everybody on, on that side of the ball. And, and Zach Arnett, for goodness sakes, didn't hire. Uh, who did he hire? I didn't mean, hire anybody. Tony Hughes, is that it? I mean, maybe, maybe uh, but that was it. Mike. That was Mike Leach's hire, right? I mean, so you know, Jason Washington was Jason, Jason Washington was not was Mike exactly. Leach, and then Phelps and uh, McBath and Brock were all Leach guys as well. So, all right, yeah. let's get into the, the to the, to the new additions or the new the new comings and goings, however you want to look at it. Let's start with Matt Brock. Obviously, he is the uh, well. We're kind of burying the lead here for the one everybody wants to hear about, but Matt Brock, kind of the worst kept secret in in, in at Mississippi State, he has been moved up to defensive coordinator. I assume he'll still handle the linebackers for Mississippi State, so no no spot opens up as a result of this. But this has kind of been you know in the works for the past few weeks. Basically, since Arnett got bumped up, everybody's kind of assumed this was how this was going to go. Absolutely, I think. And this is the way to go. Um, I think it just makes the most sense. I, I don't think that you want your head coach calling your defense. I think Zach Arnett needs to be focused on everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned that on um, Monday uh, when he was talking about, you know, the defense. He had so much going on. He didn't want to focus um, solely on calling the defense. He wanted the guy to be the, the guy that was focused on that. So, I think this is the way to go. I think Zach Arnett, again, I mean, so far, everything that's transpiring shows you just how much Zach Arnett gets it, just how much he understands what it takes. And um, that's got to give you a a lot of hope for the future for Mississippi State because I think we've seen at this point Matt Brock is ready. He's ready for this opportunity. He kind of got an audition of sorts in the bowl game, and I'm not sure if that would have – you know, if he would have had a bad game, if that would have really mattered, I, th- I think that was just kind of, uh, you know, his affirmation that he was going to be the guy. And he handled that perfectly. All the players were kind of surprised that he was calling plays because everything went so smoothly. Uh, and not just not because he was, you know, he would have been bad, but just because it seemed like everything was just like it was. Right. But that's what you get when you have a guy that's been in this system now for three years. He knows what Zach Arnett expects. He's been coaching linebackers for a decade in Power Five, <clears throat> going to Texas Tech, going to uh, Washington State, Mississippi State. So he's developed well. He's evaluated well. He knows what he's looking for in recruiting. He's very good at recruiting. And now we know that he can call plays. So I, I think most of us felt like this was going to happen and this was going to be a good hire anyway. But just the fact that we saw it in the bowl game just further affirms that it's the right call for for Zach Arnett. Uh, and and I agree. I agree. I think it just makes sense, right? That you have all these players coming back. It makes sense to have the continuity there. You're not going to have it on offense, obviously, in terms of of coaching staff. So you know, keeping it on defense, I think, was v- very important. And then those guys, and I mean, this is your linebackers coach. Who are the leaders of this defense next year? The linebackers, Watson and Johnson will be the leaders for this team defensively in 2023. We'll skip one more. We'll skip him again, and we'll come back to him. Uh, But (laughs) just made official by Mississippi State, Brad Peterson uh, back on staff. Uh, What's the official title here? Let me see if I can. It's it's what I associate AD for football football administration. administration. Let's let's, let's, let's narrow that down to what it's actually going to be. He's going to be over-recruiting. 
Well, he's over everything. Okay. So what he's doing is a chief of staff role. Okay. Sort of and like Dave Emmerich had. It is exactly what Dave Emmerich had. Okay. Um, so he is day-to-day operations is Brad Peterson. And the way that I say is he's probably second in command behind uh, Zach Arnett. So, you know, he's, he's running the day-to-day operations. He has, from what I understand, tremendous input in hiring coaches. He has input in recruiting. He has input in hiring staff. So, uh, you know, player personnel, all this stuff. Brad Peterson is basically what Dave Emmerich was. And it is, it is a chief of staff role. But strangely, from what I was told, the state of Mississippi cannot have a chief of staff title. I'd have no, I'd, but it is actual. We, like, we got to do actually, some digging into that, Robbie. We got to talk to somebody and find out why look, that is. So go look at and go. And I'd research this a little bit. Um, the extent of my research was going to look at Dave Emmerich's bio. So I'm not going to say that I just dug into Mississippi law or whatever. But if you go look at his bio, it says he was the chief of staff of Washington State. When he came to Mississippi State, he was the uh, associate AD for football administration or whatever football operations, whatever it was called. And I was told the other night, you cannot have a chief of staff title in Mississippi. That's I, the weirdest thing I've ever heard. But basically, that is what it is. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll go with that. And again, very good. I think very good hire. Um, this is a guy who, who can walk into any high school in the, in, in the state of Mississippi, and they know who he is. You know, and yes. he, he's going to know every coach. Um, he's and that's why I mentioned recruiting. He he's going to be such a big plus in recruiting. It's been it's it hasn't been I don't know if officially reported, but it was it was mentioned a lot that Dave Emmerich had a role in recruiting. And quite honestly, I never understood that. You know, especially when we're talking about in-state prospects. I mean, what is Dave Emmerich? Why is he you know evaluating film and things like that? Brad Peterson worked for Mississippi State in the recruiting office. He's been a high school coach for decades. That's a guy who I I would trust his recruiting evaluations. So he'll be a play a part in that, and then and like you just mentioned, everything else. So good for Brad Peterson. I think that's a smart move, for, especially with Arnett talking about wanting to recruit Mississippi in such a, a strong fashion. Peterson is a guy who is a big asset for that. Is there somebody we're leaving off? I think we've said everybody, haven't we? Have we? Have we? Is oh there? wait, there's oh, a- it is official. Chad Bumpus back at Mississippi State. There'll be a graphic later today. He he might get a video. He better. Like, he should get a video bringing Bump home. Uh, there's a there's enough highlights out there. Yeah, there's no no question about that. This is something that's been a long time coming. Everybody's been talking about it for the past couple of years. Uh, it looked like it was going to happen this past spring uh, when Dave Nickel left Mississippi State. But obviously, you know that it, it took another year. But now Zach Arnett, Zach Arnett has made the move. Chad Bumpus will be the wide receivers coach, and that is, I think, a, an important distinction that he's the wide receivers coach. He's not the inside or outside guy. There's just one guy now. That's his room, uh, and he's back. And I think this is a hire Mississippi State fans, by and large, are ecstatic to hear about. Yeah, I mean, to the the I haven't said anything bad on Matt Brock or anything like that, but I would guess the the percentage of state fans that are excited about Brad Peterson and Chad Bumpfus are like 99.9%. And you know why that is? Because they're Mississippi State guys. Yeah. 
And I think people just relate to these guys. They know that the the end goal for both of these guys, Brad Peterson and Chad Bumpus, is to see Mississippi State succeed at the highest level mm-hmm. because they're graduates of Mississippi State. They've been involved with the program for f- four-plus years at, uh, at least uh, for both of them. And they have an investment in Mississippi State. So I, I think that both hires are great. Bumpus especially going to be on the field – he was a guy that, you know, you and I, several of us have really been pushing for Mississippi State to uh, put on staff for a few years now. And last year was really close. I just think that it just didn't it didn't fit for uh, Bumpus. I think Mike Leach was wanting him to, to coach running backs. That wasn't what he wanted to do. I'm glad that it's working out because he belongs here. I think he's going to do an incredible job here. I think he's a guy that's starting to gain a lot of respect across um, offensive coaches in the country and especially in the Power Five. You know, he's, he's been on the pro, in a program that has been to back-to-back Rose Bowls. They've won back-to-back Pac-12 championships. Mm-hmm. He's producing. This isn't just a guy that you give a job to because he's a Mississippi State guy. Right. And you just throw a ball His resume works. I mean, if This it, is if he, a good wide receiver coach, and it makes perfect sense to hire him. If you had, if he had not played at Mississippi State, and you just said, "Look, this is a young coach who played college football somewhere, and and as this is his resume," you would be you'd be excited about him. The fact that he is a Mississippi State—I mean, he's a legend. Let's be honest with ourselves. He's one of state's all-time best players, um, and he's and he's so passionate about Mississippi State. Um, you know, he always has been. I mean, he's a guy that you know in conversations with him, he, you know, he loves his Bulldogs. Um, so he is very, very uh, excited to be coming back uh, to Mississippi State, and uh, so that that hire will be made official sometime, you know, in the in the coming hours. I would I would imagine. And, and then I'm sure I'm sure we'll be able to get um, Chad on this podcast a good bit. I think that that could probably be arranged. We will we'll we'll, we'll see how that goes. So, um, and then you know you're talking about a few few spots left. Um, running back, offensive line, and then I, I have to make the assumption, if, especially if it's Kendall Bryles is the the, uh, the ultimate choice for the offensive coordinator, a tight ends coach. So there's still some, you know, we're, we're still not anywhere near done uh, with the coaching carousel here in Starville. And of course, you know, there's there were rumors that Je- Jeffrey uh, Phelps uh, could be on his way out as well. Uh, I saw Paul Jones on twenty four seven sort of give you the uh, the wink wink nudge nudge that uh, another return could be happening. Uh, at Mississippi State, longtime assistant coach David Turner, uh, not being retained at Georgia Tech, so he's a he's a free agent right now. That's the guy who coached Fletcher Cox, Chris Jones, Jeff Simmons, recruited Jeff Simmons and had to win maybe the hardest recruiting battle Mississippi State's ever won to to get yep. Simmons to, to Mississippi State because not only was Ole Miss at the peak of their uh, let's shall we say shenanigans. Uh, after him, but Alabama was hard after him too, and David Turner won that battle. So that'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there. Well, if you look at what I mean, look at the guys that he's been involved with at Mississippi State, whether recruiting or developing, coaching, whatever. Fletcher Cox, Chris Jones, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Simmons. Mm-hmm. He didn't coach Jeffrey, but recruited him. He Recruiter. landed him. Mm-hmm. Would have um, coached Pernell McPhee, Josh Boyd. Yep. Uh, you, I mean, you, you and I, you and I could have coached Jeffrey Simmons. <laughs> I could have. You're right. So, <laughs> Jeff, so D- David Turner, I feel like pulled the weight on that. Yeah. 
But he's, well, well, he's been involved with some of the great Mississippi State defensive linemen in the last decade, mm-hmm. all of which who are right now killing it in the uh, NFL. Right. You could thank David Turner for a lot of those guys. And when was the last, like, I mean, Travion Williams, I guess, is up there. But there haven't been a ton of these monster defensive linemen that have come through the state over the last few years, or at least, you know, guys that are ranked really, really high. That Jaheim Otis, who's, yeah. who's going to be an issue for State in the next few you know, years. If David Alabama. Turner's here, I David like him to chances. Yeah. So David Turner I, and Tony Hughes in living rooms gets things done. And Chad Bumpus in living rooms is going to – State is, is slowly but surely adding some recruiting juice to their staff. Which, I, if yep. you again, and I talked about this on yesterday's pod, if you listen to Zach Arnett after the the Quest Bowl, he said players win games, players win games. He knows you got to have talent to win. You can win with superior talent and you know average coaching. You cannot win with inferior talent. You just you just nope. it's not doable, and especially not in the SEC, not on this level. So there's a great video of. Uh, of Turner, I remember it very clearly because it, it was so striking to me. From signing day 2016, when Simmons was finally official, and Mullins in the office with Turner, and he's like patting him on the back and shakes his hand, and Turner just sort of like puts his hands on his desk, and you see him take this huge deep breath. I mean, that had to be. I mean, they 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 felt good about Simmons the whole time, right? But at that time with Ole Miss, you never knew. You never knew who was going to show up at the last minute and 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 steal things away from you. So. And, and that, prior to that, and prior to that, Dan Mullen was yelling at David Turner in the offices yeah. there, which shocked me that he ended up going to Florida with Dan Mullen a few years yeah. later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of that was just the pressure that David Turner had around him to close that deal. But at the end of the day, you saw D- Dan Mullen go in there and give him a hug. He understood just how vital David Turner was to his efforts. Yeah. So that's that's the uh, the people coming in to Mississippi State. That's that's that side of the uh, the equation for the Bulldogs. Let's move on into the people going out. And that's brought to you by our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef it's what's for dinner. Grab some steaks this weekend. Put them on the grill. Nice medium rare. Season them how you like. Everybody can grill a steak. It's not hard. You once the once the charcoal's hot. You're good. There's there's no maintaining temperatures or anything like that. You just need a good hot fire, and you're good to go when it comes to the to, to the steaks. It's almost foolproof, and of course, if you've got great meat, it really is foolproof. So do that this weekend. Put some steaks on the grill. Enjoy yourself. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. I was talking about this yesterday. That I find it really interesting, Robbie, that we have all these Mexican restaurants in this town. We're always making jokes about how many there are, and there's there's another one coming now. And yet, my favorite taco is that is that Two Brothers. That's my favorite taco in town is the chicken chipotle tacos. Like, how do they do that? Yeah, I don't I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. And I think Robbie's favorite taco is is there as well, the pork belly tacos. I'm trying to see the. All right, the tacos itself, yes, mm-hmm. but I can't get my mind off of that prime rib po' boy sandwich or whatever. That needs to be on the menu. They need to they need to take I, that away from the is world. It, do special. you think it is? Or that was just a special that day. 
I mean, I, we I tried to go in there the other day and it was so packed I couldn't get in, and then yeah, it was closed. We haven't been since that day, so maybe we, we maybe we need to find out. I don't know. If you're saying we should go eat there, Robbie, I'm I'm totally down for that. So, oh well, you don't have to. You you, you no, know me. No arms have to be twisted to get anybody no. out of here, brothers. Same with you guys. This weekend, if you're up here for Mississippi State basketball, pregame or postgame, Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place you want to go. Great products, great service. Every business promises it. Advantage Business Systems delivers it. It has been for 47 years. That's a long time. And you only get to stay in business that long when you take care of your customers. So you know right off the bat you're in good hands there. When you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems. If those products need service, you call Advantage Business Systems, and you get to talk to the same people who made you the sale. That's that's the kind of relationship you're going to have with Advantage Business Systems. You're going to be treated like family, like a neighbor, not a number. 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. New year, new gear. Maybe it's time to treat yourself to the rogue. It's time to go get you a brand new polo, brand new quarter zip from their collegiate collection. Simple, understated, the stuff that you want, you can get it at the rogue. And it's great stuff. So when we're talking about a new polo for you, when you're talking about the logos you want to wear, it's all about the rogue. Shop at the rogue in Jackson. Shop at the rogue dot at the rogue.com. Don't live the three stripe life. Shop at the rogue. All right. Going out, coming in. Who's keeping up? Two quarterbacks. The, 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 I feel like the, the news has not stopped since the egg bowl. I mean, really this is the been. most insane month and a half yeah. of Mississippi State football news I've ever seen. And I mean a part of that obviously is you have a tragedy and it sets all this other stuff into motion. Including yeah. what we're about to talk about right here, I think. But you're you're not wrong. This has been, I mean, if this is how the off season is going to go, we're not going to have a whole lot of days off uh, <laughs> in it. All right. So two quarterbacks out. Let's start with the guy I'm not surprised by, and that's Sawyer Robertson. Robbie, I'm I'm going to say this. We talked about it during the season. We've talked about it the past couple of years. Sawyer Robertson was not going to ever wait around till he was a redshirt junior to be the starting quarterback at Mississippi State. That was never going to happen. And so the emergence of Will Rogers kind of made this day inevitable, but now he is in the transfer portal. Uh, incredible that the the, you know, the highest the two highest rated quarterback state has ever signed never really did anything for Mississippi State. Keaton Thompson, who I mean did more, I guess he won a bowl game, and then you have Sawyer Robertson. We never even really got to see the potential of Sawyer Robertson. I mean, when he played, he never looked good. So uh, mm-hmm. interesting, you know, but it's, at the same time, it's just not surprising. I, I always thought he might give the spring a chance to beat Rodgers out one more time, but he was not going to wait another year to be a starter. He just wasn't. No, I I was really interested to see what happened. I thought he would wait until the spring, but it seems like he sees the writing on the wall here and maybe even knows a little something about what might be on the way with the office coordinator. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it was, it was going to be very difficult in this day and age to have a quarterback get to year four and wait his turn and, and then take over because mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what was going to happen. He was not going to beat out Will Rogers. We've seen a little progression from him, but nothing has really blown anybody away. 
Um, it was kind of disappointing. I, I thought we would see him take a really big jump, and I just I didn't see it. I didn't think he handled things great when he came in ball games. But to be fair to him, there wasn't a lot of opportunities for him to get in there, get his get his feet wet, get some things going. But um, there, we just didn't see the step forward from Sawyer Robertson every single year. And I don't think it was because you know Mississippi State was just offering seniority to Will Rogers. Will Rogers just looked better than Sawyer Robertson and how he's handled the game, how he's uh, – the accuracy that he's shown, things like that. Sawyer Robertson's had all of the uh, intangibles. He's got the arm strength. He's got a little more mo- mobility. But it's just – it's not there yet as far as, um, you know, him managing the game and all that stuff. So, tough to see him go. you got to give the guy a lot of props for sticking it out for three years. Mm-hmm. It had, is, is it three years? Or two years. See a redshirt freshman. Robertson is a redshirt sophomore. He was a redshirt freshman this year. So yeah, two years. Okay. So two years. Okay. Yeah. So But the um, writing has been on the wall the whole time yeah. he's been at Mississippi State. I mean, you're talking about a guy that was not going to win the job in the offseason. He's going to be a junior, redshirt junior, when he has a chance to win the ball, chance to win the job. Mm-hmm. And from everything that I was that I was hearing, Braden Locke was making up some ground on him too, which we'll talk yeah. about him as well. But it's tough. But I, you know, I think it, it was inevitable. And in this day and age, you're just not going to keep quarterbacks in your system for very long. It's true. It's true. I mean this this is the nature of college football at this point. Now let's mention you mentioned Locke. That's a little more surprising because if Kendall Browse is a choice, I think Braden Locke is a good fit for that particular system. You mentioned that how during the, the this past fall, he had made up a lot of ground on Sawyer Robertson, that if you talk to people who watched the Thursday night practices that Locke looked like, he was really, really picking things up quickly. I, I, I do get that, you know, these guys, especially these Texas kids, they hold Mike Leach in a certain reverence that maybe other people don't. Mm-hmm. And so they the, the desire to play for him was a huge part of why they came to Mississippi State. And now that that's gone, I, I understand, and I'm certainly not going to hold that against him, but I am kind of surprised that Locke, who could probably be the starter next year, would not want to wait that out because it seems unlikely he's going to be at another SEC school. So unless he's got another Power 5 opportunity, I, I don't know I don't know where, where he's going with that. But that being said, we wish, we wish him luck. And with that being said, Robbie, you know, State now down to two scholarship quarterbacks on the roster, Will Rogers and Chris Parson, who isn't here right now, but obviously will be here in the spring. They have to go into the portal for depth. And now you're sort of at that point where we talked about this earlier, right? What quarterback's going to come in and want to go up against, you know, Mississippi State's all-time leading passer in, in Will Rogers. It's going to have to be somebody who can believes they can compete and win a starting job, right? Yeah. It's, it's kind of a tricky situation. I mean, it's going to be difficult to get a guy – that's a top-of-the-line quarterback transfer to come in here and compete with a dude that is about to be a four-year starter. It's the same thing that we talked about. Even with you know losing two guys, it's the same thing we've, we've talked about all along about Mississippi State recruiting a, a guy out of the portal. It's going to be very difficult to go out there and get a guy that is going to be willing to come in and compete because Will Rogers has been the guy at Mississippi State for three years now, about to be four. Now you're, you're going to have a different system than you had um, that Will Rogers was playing in. 
But at the same time, I mean, he's going to be the favorite for the job, likely, uh, you would think, having just you know been here for so long. And in the fact, you got a, a really talented true freshman coming in in the spring that's going to compete as well. Um, I, I'm interested to see what State's able to do here. But there's no doubt you've got to get somebody to come in because if you lose Will Rogers, then you, you're turning to a true freshman that's never played which they did with Will Rogers, but that's not the position that you want to find yourself in with a roster that's capable of winning big next year. you got to have a guy that, that comes in and, and competes. And we've seen uh, Mike Wright from Vanderbilt is, is giving Ole Miss a look. Yeah, that might be a guy to go talk to. I mean, that's as, as uh, tough a situation for him to go in and try to win as it is for anybody else to come in and get Will Rogers. Agreed. Because, I mean, that's a, that's a guy in Jackson Dart, I thought, ran uh, that offense really well this past year. It seems like he's got a good grip on that, but at least he's willing to listen. So maybe that might be a guy that you could turn to to see if he's interested in, in Mississippi State as well. Then there's the, the, the thought out there that if you do get Kendall Browse, maybe you can lure K.J. Jefferson to Starville. Mm-hmm. And that, that obviously would be – a hundred percent ideal for Mississippi State to bring in another really talented, experienced quarterback and a guy that's run that offense before. If KJ Jefferson comes in, what happens with Will Rogers? That's my question. You don't really pick anybody up if KJ Jefferson comes in because you have to think Will Rogers would immediately get into the transfer portal at that point and try to find an, a, a new home. So, yeah, this because is be I a think, very tricky situation no, for Mississippi State. Yeah, I mean, I think if K.J. Jefferson's coming in, he's coming in with the intention of being the starting quarterback for Mississippi State. I don't think Kendall Browles is bringing him in to be a backup, and I think he would win that job anyway. Right. No, dis- no disrespect to Will Rogers. I just think Will. I think K.J.'s a, a uh, more equipped guy to run that offense, and he's the more talented quarterback. Um, so that that's going to be very difficult, um, I think, for Mississippi State to go out there and get a legit starting quarterback uh, from somewhere else. But, you know, maybe somebody's willing to come in here and, and compete. Maybe you can get somebody in a, from a lower level that's, that's looking to uh, move up. Who knows? But it's, it's definitely now a concern for Mississippi State because you got to have more than two scholarship guys, and you can't have, you know, that backup quarterback being the true freshman. Now, and I, I don't know – I don't know how you're going to do that. It's going to be a tough recruiting sell, um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but the the QB, I, I almost feel pretty confident now in saying that I don't know who they're going to – I mean, I feel confident in saying I don't know that they're going to get somebody. That they What, what was it? Was it 17 where you just had Fitzgerald and Keaton were the only two guys you had on scholarship, and then you, you sort of built yourself back because you know, Tiano left and Staley left? And that's just sort of where yeah. you were. Who, there was somebody, Damian Williams. Damian Williams left in, after the 16th season. And so you just didn't have anybody. And, it, I mean, you could see yourself in a similar situation. And then, you know, you got to do a good job of protecting Will Rogers or protecting whoever comes in to replace Will Rogers because Rogers will be gone at that point, too. So, and, and one of the things that the Air Raid did really well was protected the quarterback. Got it out, you know, relatively quick. The offensive line splits were – designed to take pressure off of the tackles, I think, in many ways. They're, they're not able to, to really pin their ears back as much. I thought 
states the way that it was set up was was built to protect the quarterback. So with this next offense, you know, KJ Jefferson takes a lot of hits. And mm-hmm. how much is that? How much of that is you know Bryles offense or what they're wanting to do with Sam Pittman? Because you know Sam Pittman wants to establish a running game. I think Bryles is going to be a guy that's going to throw it a little more, and what he does. So I don't know, but um, you know I think whatever offense comes along, you're probably going to take a few more hits. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to be imperative to protect your quarterback um, and your, at least your quarterback situation. Agreed. Agree, hundred percent. So we'll see where it takes. It's going to be like I said, these next few days at Mississippi State, the news is not going to stop flying for a few, maybe well in the next week uh, about coaches and players and everything else. So, and bump- I, I want to say too on Bryles, like I, I don't want people to get their hopes up here because. I still have this lingering feeling that in the background there's Jimmy Sexton snickering. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think you have to take into account every single time. Um, I have the snapshot of Jimmy Sexton uh, eating a hot dog in the Ole Miss press box, you know, (laughs) enjoying life. It's stuck ingrained in my head. And the next day, you know, Lane Kiffin's signing a $9 million contract and he's lost five out of the last six games or whatever it was. Yeah. So – Continue to keep that in the back of your mind. Kendall Bryles is a Jimmy Sexton guy that could very well be, you know, maneuvering for some money. Uh, but everything I've heard from Mississippi State side of things, from people, you know, around the program, um, is that Kendall Bryles is a legit option. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But I, I can't help but have that in the back of my mind that Jimmy Sexton is still the puppet master. He still knows how to get everybody paid, and I mean everybody that he um, controls. Uh, so it's it's that's something to consider. And I, if Mississippi State doesn't land Ken, Kendall Browse, I don't want people just to start going nuts. I, I really feel like Mississippi State is going to make a good hire here. I think they have the opportunity available for coaches to come in, control their own offense. They're obviously going to have the money. To pay a coach handsomely, you got a, uh, your head coach making three million dollars, so they've got some money to spread around here, um, and you got some exciting things too to sell. So keep that in the back of your mind about Sexton. But I also think there's got to be something that these players are hearing, these quarterbacks are hearing that they don't like, uh, whether that's a change of philosophy, a, a coach that's coming in, mm. a player that's coming in. I don't know, but. Something is being said behind the scenes that's that's causing this. I think, um, and gonna, I think the I think the wheels are moving. It's going to be really be something if Will Rogers goes into the portal before an offensive coordinator is hired. But what will the, the message be from that? I have no idea. But if that happens, I mean, surely, surely not. But no, you would think not. But in this day and age, man, I take nothing for granted. So we'll see. All right, tomorrow's show. I expect to have more news to talk about. So we'll we'll have that. Uh, plus, we'll preview Mississippi State Ole Miss basketball. Michael Katz from the Daily Journal uh, will join me for a, for a quick interview looking at the Rebels, and uh, we'll get ready for Saturday's huge game uh, at the Humphrey Coliseum. Talk to you guys on Friday. Have a great Thursday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian. Hey, Dad, thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Surprise, not in my eyes, knew it and drifted as a child. Hey. Eight town.
Talk Mississippi Media Production.